This is Carlos Arroyo, and you're listening to Lemon City Live. What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. He's final backwards. Got my boy Gabe Garcia right here. We just finished writing about the Dolphins, but he's really our full-time uh, Marlins guy, our full-time baseball guy. And also we're joined by Xavier Guerrero, XG Lavos on Twitter. All right, before we get started on the show, guys, I just want to remind everybody that today's show is brought to you by Intelligent, an internationally endorsed athletic cognitive brain training simulation that improves players' decision-making, game-time awareness, and opponent anticipation. Intelligem simulates actual gameplay in a digital arena to help players better adapt to the shifting realities of real-time sports. All right, so use Lemon City 15 to receive a 15% discount on all packages when you sign up. All right, guys. Yeah, so a background cool. noise, dude. <laughs> oh man, let me yeah, let me mute that. Hey, that Columbus just scored on Miami, dude. They're down oh, one zero. No, that's what that background yeah. noise. The back, oh, well, back you're right about noise. that one zero uh, result, then. I I, ho- I hope not. Now I hope it's a one one. Um, the background noise is I have four kids in a house full of yeah. people, but I'm gonna put it on mute right now. <laughs> it's all man. It's all good. But um, yeah, man. Bef- you know, let's do what we do, what we always do in every show. It's season eight, episode twenty seven. The Evening Juice with Lemon City Live. You know, if you're, you're watching, you're watching on our Facebook, on our Twitter at Lemon City Live, or you're watching on the Five Reasons YouTube network. So shout out to at Five Reasons Sports. Um, let's start the show how we always start off, man. Phonies and juice. Anybody want to get started with a phony or a juice? Gabe, since you're since you haven't been on in a long time, why don't you go ahead and uh and, and guys first, my friend? Well, it's got, been a hot juice? minute for me. Yeah, it's bro. Been, yeah, it's been a while. All right, so for my phony, it's going to be the Tua haters. Man, there, nice. there's been so much hate on that guy. It's it's almost crazy. And you know what? I really, really hope he does well this season because otherwise he's just going to be proving them right, and I really don't want to see that, especially for the Dolphins. <laughs> Remember tanking for Tua? All that trouble yep. we went through just to get him. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our brand-new coach turns him into a good everyday NFL starter. Great man, look honestly, there there have there have been moments where I didn't think Tua was the guy, and you know, and he hasn't really shown th- that he's legit the guy, but he has shown flashes. He has shown that he can do it. So I agree with you, man. I think this is the year for him to prove himself, and I hope that he does, man, because it's been a long time for the Dolphins to have that guy, you know, lead us into into the promised land, so to speak. So. Yeah, man. Let's see. Uh, let's see if Tua can get it done for us. And I'm, I'm, I'm all, all aboard the Tua train this season. Yeah, he's right. a man. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go soccer related. And my phony is Adidas and the jersey. They've been having some some sorry jerseys, and now for Colombia, they got a, a red jersey that that nobody really likes because it reminds them of, of Venezuela's jersey. It looks like if like we're oh, trying to be no. Venezuela and stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's not ugly, but it, it's it's just there's no creativity. Just like the US, you know, has like mm-hmm. some blah, like they just put out blah stuff. 
for some reason. You know, all, all these designers, all these ideas, all these things available, and then you just go blah. So I, I you know, that's that's a phony. That's a phony for me. Man, that's, come that's wild because that. I thought Adidas World Cup jerseys were really nice. Like Mexico's jersey is really nice. Argentina's jersey is really nice. I don't think Mexico's Germany's did. Adidas. Germany's I don't think Adidas really nice. did. I don't think Adidas did, did. I think it's like a company called Charlie or something. I'm not sure. No, I could be wrong. It Adidas, is Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. Adidas did Mexico, and it's oh, really nice. Oh, okay. It has a, it has a lot of uh, I don't know if it's Aztec or Mayan like designs, you know, inspired designs, and it looks really dope. They probably but, put yeah, but, some clout behind that and told them, hey, you know, put put our heritage, yeah. put something. That the the Columbia jersey, it's not ugly, mm -hmm. but it's just it's just blah. You know, it's like I want it more. In, yeah. in 19, uh, where was it? When was it? Was it? And Columbia had some fire red jerseys when they tied oh, against. I remember that. Um, when they yeah. tied against Germany in the final minute, mm -hmm. um, that will come. Those are nice jerseys. Yeah. It's just like blah. Yeah. They're my phonies. I mean, you can't bet a thousand, but I think Germany, <laughs> out of all the other um jersey producing companies i think adidas uh made the best ones man honestly because i love Nike their ones cleats. or whatever yeah i love their yeah. cleats oh i wear sure. adidas cleats me too because it got big uh fat flat feet so yeah. adidas are good for me yeah <laughs> that's funny but um yeah puma one the puma jerseys are the worst ones this world cup cycle <laughs> oh my god they look like i don't know they look like uh like gamer jerseys like you know how those those video game teams now they wear jerseys when they're when they're playing. That's oh, like. it sounds like somebody's hating. Are, are you hating on those teams, bro? No, no. Gaming is 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 what it is. If you're into it, that's cool. I don't, I'm not hating on on uh, on gamers. Just on but their, their jerseys. I mean, come on. Nobody's gonna rock a gamer jersey. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna rock a gamer jersey next time I see Do it. You. Just just, just to spite me. Say. Yeah, just spite you. I won't say anything, but I'll be thinking, yo, what the fuck is Gabe wearing? <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> But anyways, all right, my phony goes to the NFL because it was uh, reported to me that Roger Goodell is going to lead the arbitration in the on racial bias uh, proceedings. How does that even make sense? It's against the NFL, and he's in charge of the NFL, but he's also going to lead the arbitration for that? That makes zero sense. So Conflict NFL, of interest, anybody? Exactly. Exactly, and man, I remember when the last um, when the last uh, agreement came out between the NFL and the Players Association. You know, the Players Association people were saying that the, that the players got a lot of good things, but one of the things that they that they couldn't get was to have Roger Goodell be in charge of himself when it when it comes to these sort of things. You know what I mean? Not not have the NFL be their own judge, jury, and executioner when they're screwing up. That's, you know, when there's an independent arbiter, you can't have oversight over that person. That should be, their word should be the final. That's the way it traditionally works. But for some reason, you know, the, the NFL were able to keep that power. And now nothing happened. Even if it, if the finding shows that they were in the wrong um, against uh, Brian Flores or whoever else is suing the NFL, nothing's going to happen to them because they're in charge of themselves. So. NFL, you got the funny. All right, Juice. Who's got the juice today, fellas? Go ahead, Gabe. I get, I, I'll go first. I'll go first because I, yeah. I, I love this one. So my juice goes to the UM Canes because we're about to have some Canes football come this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That opener is going to be jumping, bro. Bethune-Cookman, right? Yep. 
All right. I mean, you know, whenever whenever the Hurricanes uh, play Bethune-Cookman or FAMU in the first week of the season, you know, we already know what's going to happen. But I'm what I'm really excited about is to see their marching bands. Because <laughs> Bethune-Cookman and FAMU have great marching bands. Shout out to... Shout out to the Wildcats and the Marching 100. Xavier. Nice, nice. Well, my my juice, my juice, like I said um, a while back, I'm going to go with Skylar Thompson. Why? Because uh, from from the beginning, I thought there was something with this kid. And as a seventh-round draft pick, he's come in here. He's played really, really well Um, compared to – I mean, you can go back to the last 10, 15 years in Miami drafting quarterbacks in the second round, drafting – guys trying to find a replacement and then mm-hmm. we get this kid in the seventh round nobody expects anything from him and and he plays big plays big the moment hasn't been too big for him obviously it's just uh preseason games but but there's something there there's so much you know there that they're actually keeping a third quarterback so it's big and and you know i i i, yeah. I, I like that i like that i think we have something there you know i, I i'm not gonna say like tom brady six round uh hall of fame or anything like that but well, maybe we'll get a seventh round uh, steal there. Yeah, man, that's a good answer. I, I remember when you brought him up in one of our past episodes, and uh, me and Edwin were were kind of uh, were kind of making fun of you a little bit. But then he played, and he looks good, man. You know, so we gave you your props on that one show that that you missed. Uh, I, for, I wasn't for, there. You know, I didn't hear it. Him. Yeah, and I said yeah. before you started playing the preseason. <laughs> I said it before you started playing the preseason, you know, you did. I went and saw some of the tapes and, and then hearing the stuff that was coming out of the, uh, you know, the, the reporters say, well, it's, mm-hmm. this, there's something to this kid, you know, there's something to this kid. Let's see what's, what can happen. So hopefully yeah, they man. got a steal there. There we go. All right. So, um, my juice goes to Serena Williams, bro. Dude, she, she, you know, she, uh, recently announced that she's going to retire. This is going to be her final U.S. Open. She went out there and she just murked, bro. She, uh, she, she won her first round match in style and literally, you know, she was wearing diamond encrusted Nikes, you know, and she, she, <laughs> yeah, and she dominated the way she, she's traditionally dominated the game with her serve. You know, she's got a super powerful serve, and it was on full display. Uh, when was it? Sunday, Saturday, this past weekend. So. No, that that's that's a great one. That's a great one because she is yeah. an athlete that changed the entire game, the fashion, everything about that sport. She changed oh, yeah. it. One of those generational players, like mm-hmm. you know, whatever sport that comes along and just changes everything. So exactly. After them, it's never the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. she's amazing. She's amazing. That's a great one. Yeah, man. And the, the cool part was that her daughter was there at the game, dressed uh, in, exactly <laughs> like her, and sporting the. The beads and the braids yeah. that Serena and her sister used to wear when they first jumped onto the scene. So, it was, right, it was so a great moment. There for you. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it was a great moment. So shout out to Serena Williams. All right, let's get let's get down to it, bro. You guys both mentioned the Miami Dolphins and your juice and phonies, respectively. I, uh, Gabe, you actually covered the the game this past weekend. Uh, tell us a little about. A little bit about the game and uh, just your 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 thoughts on the Dolphins, how they looked, and uh, and how they performed. Well, it was as you know the last game of the preseason, and the Dolphins thrashed the Eagles. Granted, it was you know a preseason game, the last mm-hmm. one of the schedule, and a lot of the starters didn't play. 
With that said, I liked what I saw from Tua, and I also liked what I saw from Skylar Thompson. So he definitely earned his spot on the roster. And while I'm on it, you know, I was wondering if they were going to go with Miles Gaskin or Salvin Ahmed. And uh-huh. in the article, I, I wrote that I was going to give the edge to Gaskin. But at the end of the day, they kept both. So it's a win-win for both sides there. And speaking of, uh, I think they pronounce his name as Sony Mitchell. Or I think I said his name right. If not, forgive me. He's no longer with the team. And he yeah, so- Sonny Michelle. LA. Yeah, he mm-hmm. signed with the Chargers. Right. And I'll tell you what I was surprised about. They um, let go of Lynn Bowden Jr. and River Crocraft. And it's funny mm-hmm. because Crocraft was really active Saturday night. He led the team in targets with seven. He made about four catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. I figured he made a strong case to stay. And he didn't. They didn't keep him. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Trent Sherfield, if I pronounce his name right. He had one catch for 15 yards and pretty quiet night. He made it. But overall, I like what the team was able to put out Saturday night offensively and defensively for a preseason game. Obviously, they're not going to play like that all the time, if ever, during the regular season. But mm-hmm. they they had a very productive night. They had fun on that field, despite, you know, the tragic news that yeah. was revealed at halftime, you know, Jason Jenkins mm-hmm. passing away unexpectedly. But for a preseason finale, I'd say it was a very good game, very good analysis of the players, so that way they could determine who to cut and who to keep. Although I'll admit some of the choices they made are surprises and head-scratchers. Right, who's a, who do you think is a head-scratcher? I'd say getting rid of Bowden Jr. and Kraft. I thought that they were making a strong uh, – for Kraft, uh, especially, I thought River was going to stay. He did pretty well. Like I said, he was very active. I'll tell you who I wasn't surprised on making the, the cut, Elijah Campbell with that pick six. I'm pretty sure that helped him make it. It was yeah. incredible. I love that little move that he made. And, yeah, uh, that's the only head-scratcher for me, the the whole Lindbaum Jr. and River Kraft. Yeah. And also they're going with five tight ends, by the way. Five tight ends. All right. That's, uh, that's, that is surprising, actually. Five tight ends. Sometimes they keep those guys just for trade value. You know what I mean? So maybe they know a team that needs tight ends and they, they, and they, they want to target that team because they like somebody on their roster. So. You never know, but um, as far as the guys that are head scratch, you said you said about in junior. You know, sometimes as they might play decent during the games, and you think they're gonna solidify a spot, but maybe in practice they look kind of shitty. You know, so that's that might be a reason why they got rid of him. They, sometimes the coaches they they have a better look at the players during practice. You know, during, uh, even in the games they have a better a better uh, observation of them as we do than we do so you know they probably just didn't like what they saw chose to go with somebody else who was the guy that you said had to pick six again uh that was elijah campbell elijah campbell man that's that's if you if you are not on the radars of the coaches or if you know if you're in, in a in a big competition with with a, somebody else in your position that's how you solidify yourself in that 53 man roster man even if you're not going to get playing time during the season you're on that squad, bro. You know, and and it's it's in the preseason, man. You got to show out. There and there's something to the fact that of those 
five tight ends that you say, Gasecki is a tweener. So it wouldn't surprise me that they're li- they list him as tight end and he plays a lot at receiver. Yeah. Because he's not showing, you know, what he's going to do. It, it was It's a vanilla offense that they show. This guy's going to mm-hmm. come out here against, you know what, I hopefully, it's like the first game that they did the Wildcat against New England that completely caught them off guard. Yeah. And we whooped their, we whooped that butt. Yeah. Hopefully it's like that in this first game because this guy's going to come out with everything. And I think there's a su- surprise with Gasecki. I think he's going to line up more as a receiver maybe and, and get some of those mismatches. But um, for sure, it's interesting. I, I, this guy is different, you know. Just the way he talks, the way he dresses, the way he he deals the with the players. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he the schemes that he's running. So those surprises. He he he's looking for his people to fit his scheme, and and we got to give him his chance. You know, I, I mm-hmm. have a good feeling. I say the same thing for the last twenty something years where we haven't been very good, but something feels different this season. And if it's not a special season, it's the beginning of something, I think. I mean, honestly, I thought the beginning of something took place when we got Brian Flores. And the, and and I think he proved himself by yeah. having two straight winning seasons. Yeah, with the, you know? with the talent he had, yes. Exactly. So, but, you know, what happened happened. You know, we, we can't really keep, keep a... a dreading on that you know what i mean it sucks but sure we you know, can't he, we're dolphins fans of course yeah you're right you're right <laughs> and i I think he would have still had success if he was here but i think we the uh, the fan base we're lucky that they replaced him with uh with mcdaniel because i think i do like mcdaniel i do like what he's doing and you're right like what how you said he's got a the players seem to like him too they you know they like how he handles himself. They like, I guess they like the schemes that he, that they're practicing. You know what I he's mean? He's got a bag of tricks. He's got a bag of tricks yeah. and, and they're going to let it out against exactly. New England. And I can't wait because it's 20 years of frustration of seeing mm-hmm. those guys up there being the elite and hopefully we can whoop some butt and, you know, yeah. start something, something down here. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, man, that, that was, that's a, it's a really, positive atmosphere even within the fan base you know they sold out their season tickets this year now there's a waiting list for next year that's that's insane that hasn't happened Tyreek Tyreek Hill Tyreek Hill man and and all the things they've done the Mm -hmm. people they've brought in they're 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 creating excitement and before the Dolphins would create excitement bringing big names for big money and then they didn't pan out so let's see how how things work out with this guy exactly Um, I'm excited for that uh Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle, uh, one-two punch. That's a powerful. And then Gasecki Dude. too. Yeah, who, who that's a one-two-three. Who are you? Who are you going to guard? And then you open up for the running game. If you give Monster, um, did I pronounce his last name correctly? Yeah, Monster. So you, yeah. you give him space to run with that speed. I mean, he showed mm-hmm. a little flash in this last game. So it's it, it's we have new toys. I feel like a little kid. Yeah. In Christmas, you got your new bike, you got your new football, you got your new video games, and man, you're hyped. And Christmas is it's the greatest yeah. day ever. Well, we can't, I can't wait for for uh, that football to start too. I like football. I love the Inter Miami, but I, the Dolphins have been, you know, I moved to South Florida in 1979 from Colombia, yeah. and obviously the only team around was the Dolphins, and and I started watching, and then I've been through the highs. You know, with Marino and, and mm-hmm. the playing and everybody, and now the lows for the last like twenty years. So I think it's time to 
to have some fun again, man. Time to have some fun, like fun with oh, yeah. us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, man. Like, I think the last piece of the puzzle was figuring out the offense. You know, the defense is straight. The defense is set. Brian Flores came. He he created a, a defense that's going to last us for a few seasons. You know, last season, the, the defense was top 10 in turnovers. They were number eight. They were uh, tied for fourth in fumble recoveries. They were first in QB hits, fifth in sacks. That's a, We have a great defense. And that's that the the offense was consistently turning over the ball and the defense had to stay on the field for a very long time. And all, all of that together and the defense still kind of held it down and gave us a winning season. Now the offense, I think that only the, what has plagued them the most has been the, the offensive line. Last season, according to a pro football focus, I think it was, we had the ranked, we were ranked last. The offense had the last ranked offensive line by pro football focus last season. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's why they brought in uh, Taryn Armstead. That's why they brought in Connor Williams. You know, those two guys are, are were brought in so they can solidify that offensive line. And we don't have to have the number one offensive line in the league, but dead last is not where we need to be if we want to win some games. You, somewhere, you know, if we were middle of the pack, you know, that's a vast improvement. Multiply that by adding Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle now has a, an extra season under his belt. Mike Gesicki got paid. He, he's out there. He's going to ball. So if you add all those things together, I think the Dolphins' offense can have a great season as well. And, and, if, and, they're having, guys, and if they're having a great season, then the defense is going to have an even better season than they did last year. Yeah, they, they have a really young – they had a really young offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, Austin Jackson, when he was drafted, he was, what, like 19? And he's not, he was not even, he's not even fully developed. So he's got yeah, a, a couple of seasons. He's got – He's got some more experience. He's got now mm-hmm. a, a guy that with real experience, Pro Bowl player, you know, that can show yeah. him the ropes. And, and I think that um, Hunt is a very good young player also. So this is their third season. So I, I, I expect a, a leap in quality from these yeah. players because so I think I. they had the talent, but they were just a little raw and a little young. So, yeah. you know, they paid their dues. And so I, I think they'll be better. I don't think they can be worse. And with the talent around them, it gives them time because you have to scheme for so many things. You know, it, yeah. it, it makes it easier for them too. So, I, and, and this guy, the the coach is just—he's a guy that 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 schemes and, and moves and keeps people thinking. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. That's my running back out here. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. So, yeah, that whole line needs to needs to improve because, um, as you guys would probably agree, down in the trenches, that's the foundation of the O line. They're the ones that keep yeah. the quarterback upright. They're the ones that give him time, you know, to, to find his targets. Not only that, mm-hmm. for the running game, they open up the lanes. So without that, there's no offense. I know everyone, you know, everyone likes to talk about the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, and the running backs. That's true. But it, it's all yeah. about the the trenches, man. Your offense's foundation is completely on that O-line. If that O-line can't hold, the, can't hold it, you're not going to – you're going to have a quarterback that gets hurried a lot. He'll make more mistakes. He's, he's got to get rid of the ball really fast. So you know what yeah. that means. More yep. potential of throwing an interception, not hitting his guys. And then for the running game, what running game? They're, they're going to be hitting a wall all the time. They're going to have to rely on their own wits and speed just to get past uh, mm-hmm. the opposing defenders. They're not going to have any help. So exactly. That's and you hit the, pretty much what's going to hinge on this year when it yeah, comes man. to the offense, that old line. 
you hit the nail right on the head, bro. When Tua is pressured, he doesn't make great decisions. So they, they need to give him a little just a little bit more time, bro. You know, the, a couple of milliseconds makes a world of difference. When last season when Tua was under pressure, he he had a 52.7 passer rating, dude. That's terrible. Okay? He threw three touchdowns and five interceptions. You can't have more interceptions than touchdowns. That's that's not how you win football games, obviously. So, but when Tua does have time, he, he's shown that he can complete deep ball passes contrary to uh, popular opinion. He mm-hmm. can do it. You know, he went uh, on passes over 20 yards. He was tied for fifth in the NFL with a 40% uh, completion rating. That's that's very good for a young quarterback. And, and he was playing with a coach that we know really didn't care too much for him and he didn't have a yeah. great relationship or too much confidence in his mm-hmm. starting quarterback. So Tua's a little bit looser. You've seen him in the press conference. He's, a, you know, he's talking a little more. He's got a little bit of more of a chip and attitude. Yeah. Um, and, and this guy believes in him. And as a player at any level, you know, professional, mm-hmm. any, any level, if you ever played a sport and your coach doesn't believe in you, you know, you don't, you don't, it's something, it holds you back. But if yeah. you have that confidence, you know, from that coach, you just play loose and, and you let it out, you let it out. So I expect him to, to have a breakout season. I, I don't expect Me him too. to be, you know, a, a, a pro baller, but um, he's got, he's got a lot of skills. I think, you know, people hate on him. I think we talked about it the other time, you know, I think they hate on him because he's a nice guy, he's Christian and, and, and now society, you know, yeah. goes, goes after nice guys for some reason. But uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think he's going to be, he's, he's going to have a mean streak on the field. So I, I can't wait for that to start. I feel you, man. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have a, a much better season. Right. And I think those two offensive linemen are, are part of the reason why he's going to have a much better season. You know, he's going to have a little bit more protection. He's, he obviously has more weapons. And McDaniel is a running game guru, so he's going to fix that running game, you know. And we have better running backs this season than we did at the beginning of last season. You know, they added some guys last season, and, uh, and uh, you know, they, I think they kind of solidified that, that running back room. So, Yeah, for them to I, let yeah. Sonny Michel go, I mean, that's how much yeah. he believes in. Miles Gaskin, to me, has been like an underrated player. I think he's a really – because he's small – but mm-hmm. he's a really solid running back. He runs yeah, hard. very shifty. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's good, you know, with the, with the passes. And yeah. Ahmed, I think, is a really, really good runner, too. So they made the team, the young players. And, and yeah, they, I think we got a solid, solid core. The best we've had in a while. Yeah, man. I agree. So Dolphins kick off September 11th at home against the Patriots. We got predictions. Gabe, who you got? Uh, for the season? No, the uh, the first game, first game of the season, at home against the Patriots. Well, remembering all those times that we beat them at home, especially against a, a certain quarterback that I'm not going to name. Yeah, you can name them. Who shall remain nameless? Uh, huh? Quarterback the, who will remain nameless. No, nah, man, fuck that. Tom Brady lost to the Dolphins more than he lost to any other team. Okay, that's right, baby. That's yeah, right here at home, man. That is. He was elite fact. everywhere except for here. Exactly. We owned them here. But uh, <laughs> nah, I'm feeling good about this opening game. So I'm going to say Dolphins 28 to 14. Wow. Defense gonna hold it down, and two is going to let it rip with two I touchdowns like and throw for over 200 yards. And please don't kill me if he doesn't make those numbers. 
<laughs> don't don't, like don't it, sell them on your fantasy team if you have better options, please. Dude, it's it's early September. It's a one o'clock game. Those Patriots players are not gonna survive the fourth quarter, man. So if if it's close in the fourth quarter, the Dolphins are gonna run away with it then. But I like your prediction of twenty eight fourteen. I think it's it's gonna be somewhere around there. I'm gonna go uh thirty one to ten. That's that's my prediction. Dolphins are gonna are gonna take it home. That's the blender now. I, I got chaos in the house. 20, 27 <laughs> 10 for me. 27 10 for me. You guys are not gonna ask me on the show anymore. I always have something going on. Now I'm gonna have to get a, like a, a solo booth somewhere and rent it. But my, <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going 27 10. And I think the defense gotta show out. And we gotta put Big Mac on his butt. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, four, four sacks. So I'm, I'm gonna go 27 10 just to be different for you guys. Because I was gonna say 28 10. I don't wanna be. You know, I don't want to be a 28 guy. I'm going to say 27-10. Hey, look, I like 27 because that means that Jason Sanders has to kick two uh, field goals, and he's on my fantasy team. So shout out to Jason Sanders. Give me a lot of points this season. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. When's our, when's our draft? Because uh, Oh, the Lemon City draft. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think the Lemon City draft. I don't think we have a date for it yet, but it should be sometime before the Thursday opening of uh week one so before the season starts before the eighth yeah (laughs) yeah they're gonna they're gonna do the draft the night before watch i wouldn't be surprised maybe we'll stream the draft maybe we'll do it live on the show that's Uh, an idea that could be good Uh, maybe you can make it even more spicy and put a one minute clock there so that way you could watch us panic those first uh couple rounds like make a decision yeah instant reaction and feedback from everyone participating Hell yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. All right. The, the, the Inter Miami game, sorry, there's it, only a few minutes left and it's 1 mm-hmm. 0. Uh, and and I, I have predicted a 1 0 game, just not the way I wanted it to be. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think it would win. I, I said it looked like a 1 0 game. And that's what I mean, it was going like to be right now. It was going to be rough for Miami to win this game, man. They're on the road. You know, they're coming off of a loss. Columbus is coming out off of a, a great victory against Cincinnati, like a you know what I mean? So drops them to eighth right now. It drops eighth right uh, now. At this moment, it drops them to eighth. That sucks. And there's only seven the team, seven that make the playoffs on each side, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we play we play Columbus again later. You know, we have only a few games yeah. left, and, and we get to meet them but, again. But most but, of our remaining games are on the road, no? Yeah, yeah. More the majority are on yeah. the road, so they, they they really needed a point here. They still yeah. got uh, a couple of minutes left and extra mm-hmm. time, so you can't count this team out because they've come before and 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 tied and come through. But it doesn't look good right now. Damn. Meanwhile, the Marlins and Tampa Bay are tied one apiece at the top of the tenth. That's a fun little game right there in extras. All right, Marlins are looking. You know they've they've had so many injuries and everything this season, and somehow they still find ways to. Either get blown out or compete. Like there's no in the middle with them. Yeah, yeah, it's either you get blown out or you lose by one run again. Mm, and again. Or, and unless again. Sandy's pitching. If Sandy's pitching, you know, then they got a good a good uh a good chance of winning. They they can be honestly when Sandy's pitching, they can beat anybody. As they show as they show as they showed last Dodgers. week against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't get your juice. I was gonna give it to him, but the, the hype <laughs> at, at Coral Gables with uh, Mr. Cristobal is so real right now, and yeah, 
Oh man! And also, especially I, with I, that I stadium, I got to make a count, right? That's right. Game game ended one zero, guys. Oh uh, no, one zero. Oh well. In a few minutes, we'll I'll get off to to go to the press conference, and then I'll mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on. Sounds good. So before uh, we let we let you go, Xavier, um, Inter Miami lost last weekend against uh, the Red Bulls. Three to one. Right, they, they were on the road. Uh, Pozuelo gets red carded early on in the game. 29th minute, yes. Man, that's rough. I yeah, I saw the I saw rough. the yeah I saw the the play. You know, he cleated a guy a in the card. chest. It's kind of hard to not get red carded when that happens. But tell us a little bit about about the game and you know. I I wrote about that um in in the article that that mm -hmm. that game was gonna have repercussions, uh, and, and it did today. Yeah. Um, see, we couldn't get on the scoreboard. I, I think in this game, Miami started because he off played well. Today. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Pozuelo, obviously, he's he's suspended. Yeah. So, um, Iguain was uh, maybe very doubtful, but eventually he came out and he played and he did. You know, mm -hmm. he, he gave it his all. Um, you could tell he wasn't one hundred percent, but he, he yeah. fought through it. And and, and Neville said he, his presence. Neville said that he was doubtful for today's red game, right? Yeah, but you know what? They do a lot of a little a lot of fakey fakies uh, with, with Inter Miami, mm -hmm. especially like when they put out the lineup before each game. It, the lineup is completely different as to nah. how they're gonna the formation. It's the correct yeah. players, obviously. You got to put the starting players, but the mm -hmm. formation is never the one that they use, yeah. um, which is which is hilarious. But yeah, Iguain, uh When when I heard that he was traveling with the team, I had mm -hmm. the notion that he's gonna play. They're not gonna make him travel. It, it was this was a very exactly. important game, and and they went down. So it's it's a big loss. This loss. No, hurts. every every game from now to the end of the season is important, dude. They, they're, they're they're on the Crucial. they're on the, the they're on the edge of not making. They're or on making the bubble. Playoffs. They're on the bubble. Exactly. And, and the season is hinging on on every single game. Right now, they they still have a chance, you know, for the for the next game uh, to you know to get, get try to get some points away, then come mm -hmm. back home and, and and get a you know a couple games here. But uh, Pozuelo is the key, the catalyst for his team, the one that. Like like Edwin Paprika, he's the one that spices up everything around him. Uh, yeah. he, he he's the maestro, like they call him. He he has the ball and he's so fluid. It's like when you're playing a, a violin, it calms you. And you know, this guy is, is a stud, but he made a very very bad mistake last week. Um, he, it was not intentional. He's the type of player that you know he, he's a quality player. He doesn't do those things. But the ball mm -hmm. came over his shoulder. He put his foot up and. It, it was a mistake that, you know, you don't expect a, a veteran like that to make. They originally gave him a, a yellow card, but they went to the VAR. Sorry about that. That's how That's we feel good. about Pozuelo yeah. being out. Um, they really gave him a, a yellow card, but then they went to the VAR, VAR, and, mm -hmm. and they turned it red. I mean, the moment they went to the VAR, I knew it was red. I, yeah. It could have been, it should have been red immediately, but, you know, the yeah. referee was going to let it slide, and, and he did it. Um, that, that was a tough game, too. And then this one. Both games, Miami wasn't hasn't played bad. Uh, in that game, the first 20 minutes, Miami had complete domination of New York, and that happens, and and you know everything else, the whole plan falls apart. In this game, Miami came out pretty good, also looking good, having control. But mm -hmm. in, in the second half, it, it, it turned a little bit, and you could see um, Columbus getting some momentum. But it was one of those games where neither neither team was really uh, shooting, having clear shots on goal. And um, Columbus took advantage of, of, of one really good play, and they, and they, and they scored and, and won the game 1-0. I mean, I, I tweeted yeah. it like a few minutes before. I just put, I said, 
because um, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm saying, look, this looks like a one-zero game because it, it looked one of those, it didn't just look that way. It wasn't going to be high scoring, so yeah. both teams were were holding back. Both teams were not 100. percent And this is a big, big win for Columbus, and, it, and it's yeah. a, a tough, tough loss for Miami. But they're not out yet. This is a team that does not quit. Uh, it's a coach that doesn't quit, and uh, they're not going to quit. They're going to keep battling. So the season is going to be exciting. Um, you know, if they win again, then they're in the fight again. So it's going to be up and down, up and down. Where are we going to be at the end? I don't know. I, I predicted we would make the playoffs, and I hope they do. I hope they do. All right. So this uh, Miami plays again when? Uh, not this Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, I think it's September yeah. 10th. Yes. Yeah, September 10th. They're on the road in Chicago. Yes. And that's a big game, too. Another big game, and they can't, they can't mm-hmm. afford. They can't, and that's that that's was, a winnable game too. Chicago's this one like was a winnable bottom. game. This one was a winnable game too. And 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 yeah. it's just sometimes you just don't get the you know the the, the things. But that, that should be you know Chicago's at the bottom. They're second to last in the standings. So that game should be a win. Like it should be check check mark it in. You know they, what I mean? They that, obviously that you can't do that, but yes. No, that that would be great because then you have two at home. I believe I mm-hmm. have to check the schedule, but off the top of my head, I believe there's two at home. So if there's you get three one, points one, on the one and then away one and then on the road again. Okay, well, so you if you get that and then you get hopefully another three at home, that's that's a big swing that can that can swing the, the yeah. standings really really fast. So, so they got so they got um Chicago on the road, then they're at home against Columbus, then they go. got two games on the road against DC and Toronto, and then the last two games are at home. Oh, okay. So at least they they you know they they have the so if they they're the still in the running. Home. Yeah, if they're still in the running and the, by the end of the season, at least they're at home and, you know, how they we should mentioned be. before. They yeah. should be in the running because Top everything three. in this league is so, so close. Everybody's yeah. so even, except mm-hmm. for the top guys. Like, Philadelphia's playing. Philadelphia looks like a team that should be in, in Europe, in La Liga, and <laughs> in, in, in Premier yeah. League or something because they're just whooping people. They're 6-0. I mean, they're, they're just playing at a different level right now, and they look yeah. like like they're the, the, the top the top of the class right now, but That's you know, up. any, anything can happen in a playoff playoffs. Yeah. You talking That's playoffs, <laughs> You're talking playoffs, baby. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get off to go in and see what's going on with the press conference. And then I'll shoot you, you know, to see if I can be- get back in. All right. Dale. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'll take care, man. Thank you. Bye. Speaking of losing, right. the Marlins are losing now. Two to one. Ah, uh, come on, Gabe. Oh. <laughs> All right, Gabe. You uh, you just wrote a, an article about the Miami Hurricanes, right? About uh, what you can expect from the Canes this season. Talk a little bit about the team. What can the fans expect? What should we look forward to? Like, what's going to be you know the guiding light for the Canes this season? And then at the end, I want you to talk a little bit about those uh, those stadium renderings that we saw on Twitter. <laughs> oh, those, those lovely stadium renderings. Yeah, I'm just glad they they buried the idea of building a stadium on on my uh, former you know my on my high school Coral Gables Senior High. Oh yeah. Not only was that a silly idea, I mean from a logistical standpoint, I don't know if you've been driving there lately, Gus, but when I drive there and I see and I picture a stadium there, all I could think of is deadlock in terms of traffic. There's no way they could have yeah. built it there. Tropical Park makes a little bit more sense. 
But uh, it's funny because when I get out of work every day, I get off right there. That's my exit right there in front of Tropical Park. And I always like picture the stadium. And I was like, man, there's going to be so much traffic here if they build that. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that they should just stick at, at Dolphins Stadium, you know, a.k.a. Joe Robbie, a.k.a. Uh, Pro Player, a.k.a. Landshark, a.k.a. Good mm-hmm. God, that stadium has so many names. It's not even funny. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. But when back to your question on, on the Hurricanes, uh, I'm going to say this right now. The hype, like I wrote in the article, the hype is real. Now it's time to see if the team is, too. There's a lot to look forward to. We might be seeing a defense, not the likes of 2017, mm-hmm. but a pretty respectable defense because last year was – it was terrible, man. I think there was like uh, yeah. I think eight interceptions, six from the secondary. Only one player had, uh, had multiple interceptions, which was just two, by the way. Does that sound like a good defense to you? Mm-mm. And they gave up about 28.2 points a game. That's a lot of points. Yeah, you you don't win too many games like that unless you have like a mm-hmm. stellar offense there, led by a future Heisman uh, winner and a couple other elite pieces of guys that go in the first round of the NFL draft. That defense isn't going to win you games, like for sure. Exactly. And on the offensive side, they have lots of weapons. They're, that that offense is stacked. They've got plenty of weapons on wide receiver. Running back, they're a little bit uh, with Citizen getting injured and and, mm-hmm. and also um, Don Chaney Jr. I would say that the running back position's a lot thinner now, but they'll be good with Rooster. They'll be good with uh, the the transfer. I think his name is uh, Parrish. Okay. He's going to help too. I mean, if Rooster can't get it done, he's going to. And then – Pretty much the main reason that the team is even ranked in the first place, DVD. It's the Van Dyke show, man, and he's the star. And if you think he had a really good season last year, he's pretty much primed for a very special season this year. So I'm I'm surprised the Hurricanes are ranked as high as they are. 16, that's that's not bad. And that's because of TVD. Yeah, considering, considering what they were last season, it's not bad. Yeah, and there and there's a lot to look forward to. They're the favorites to win mm-hmm. the coastal. They are more than likely going to lose to Clemson, but it looks like I don't know, gonna, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. But Clemson no, is not they're, gonna, they're, well, they're not well, the same Clemson. I would like for them to be Clemson, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm yeah, not yeah, the yeah. team either. And to exactly. be honest, uh, I think they're Clemson, gonna win the Clemson is not the same Clemson. Clemson. Clemson is not the same Clemson. See, I wouldn't be surprised. If you know, if the Hurricanes are are better than us cynical fans think they are, you know, because it happens. You know what I mean? You 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 um you get used to your team sucking for a while, and then all of a sudden, they they pull one out. Maybe they'll be good this year. You know who knows? And if, well, if, if they are, right now, then they there's one thing that um, I'll tell you this: two things that really hurt us last year was lack of tackling mm-hmm. and a lot of drop passes. Yeah, the tackling is going to improve. The drop passes. Let's let's hope that it improves because it don't look good right now. Who's Miami's star wide receiver? Star wide receiver. Ooh man, you know what? To be honest, I want to. I star wide receiver. You know what? To be honest, I want to see who emerges as a star wide receiver 
because I'm not sold 100%. I'll tell you this right now, not necessarily wide receiver, but you know who really needs to step up? Now that you said that, mm-hmm. Mallory. He plays tight end. I remember oh, yeah. a couple games last year that he was wide open only to drop the pass. That guy right there needs to step up. And then we also have Arroyo, if I'm not mistaken, that he's also a tight end. So if the wide receivers mm-hmm. struggle, they're going to go with two tight ends, which is fine. I'm, I'm pretty sold on that. But in terms of the star mm-hmm. wide receiver, I'm, I'm actually thinking about it because we don't have, have yeah, if, you, if you have a If you have a star quarterback, what good is he without a star wide receiver? Or, you know, what good is he without a good O-line? Like exactly. I said for the Dolphins, man, with no exactly. O-line, there's no offense. And to be honest, I want to see who, who sticks out because I could give you like a name right now, but until the season starts, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, really, really sold on anyone 100%. If you want an answer now, I'd say Keyshawn Smith. Okay. I, I well, would go what? with Keyshawn Smith and Xavier Restrepo. What is it about those two guys? What what why why are they leading the pack? You think? Because they've had good a, a good fall fall camp. They've been pretty good. The drop passes are still an issue, and it's not just Restrepo and it's not just Keyshawn. Mm-hmm. It's the whole unit, including the tight ends. And Damn. they've said that as a whole, drop passes continue to be a consistent problem, and that's going to be the name of the game for the wide receiver core. It's going to mm-hmm. be all about consistency. And that's the part that has me a little bit concerned because I don't know, man, I feel like we're going to, we're going to see that every once in a while. And yeah. that's part of the reason why I don't think that they're able to win the ACC against Clemson. I don't think they're going to do I hope they do decent against Texas A&M, but I feel like since it's early in the season and, you know, they have to work out the kinks still and get used yeah. to playing, uh, you know, live games. Because the first two games of the season are cupcake games. AM is going to yeah. be the Texas AM, you know, the Aggies. That's going to be their real test. That's how fans mm-hmm. are going to gauge where they're at. And I feel like right there is where we're going to see problems of consistency in terms of catching the ball. Because you can't compare Bethune Cooksman's secondary versus the Aggies. No, now, imagine when they take on better secondaries from, you know, Bethune Cookman and, and all those other teams. Wait until they yeah. take on ACC opponents like Pittsburgh. Let's see how they do there. Yeah. And I personally think that they'll do fine on offense. But if you, if you wanted my two star players, because it's not one to me, it's two. It's going to be Keyshawn and it's going to be Xavier Restrepo. But we'll see. We'll see. Because I want to see who steps yeah. up. Somebody has to. And if they don't, the tight ends are going to have to. And that's going to be squarely mm-hmm. on Arroyo and Mallory. All right. So, what are expectations for this season under under new coach Mario Cristobal, who came in here to to bring back the U? You know, I feel like we say this every time we get a new coach, but you know, he's 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 part of that old guard that that had success. So, what what do you expect out of him? What has he shown? You know, when I was writing that preview, I kept saying to myself or asking myself, "What does a successful first year of the Cristobal era look like?" and you know, spoiler alert, I wrote in the article that they were going to win nine or ten games. They were going to mm-hmm. capture the Coastal, snatch it from, from Pittsburgh towards the end of the year because they play them at the end of the year. Yeah. And, dang it, the Marlins lost. And they were going to finally 
win a, a bowl game because it's been a while since they've won a bowl game. And that's what I honestly think is what's going to happen that first year. They're going to win. I think they're going to win 10 out of their 12 games. I really All right. I think their two losses is going to be Damn. against Clemson and Texas A&M. I know it's like a huge, like, yeah. bar, but I think they're fully capable no, but that's games. honestly that's a successful season, you know. Only that's losing... a successful season, no matter who's at the helm. But for Cristobal, yeah. I feel like that's pretty much what would because the yeah. hype is that high. I feel like I mean, for Cristobal, yeah. it's no less than nine wins, no mm-hmm. less than nine wins. All right. So what what happens if he does get less than nine wins? You know what what will what will happen to him? What will happen to the team? Nothing's gonna happen to him. And nothing's going to happen to the team simply because okay. it's his first year. We have yeah. huge expectations. That's true. But the fact of the matter mm-hmm. is this is his first year. And remember, there's brand new staff. Yeah. We've got a new offensive coordinator. We've got a new defensive coordinator. We have new coaches. It's basically, it's his people. Isn't Jason and Taylor on the coaching staff? Jason Taylor on the coaching staff? Isn't he? If he I, feel like he, I, I feel like he's coaching somewhere. <laughs> He's not. He's not on this staff. I'll tell you this right now. No, he's not on this staff. I mean, oh, for offensive coordinator, it's Josh Gaddis. You've got Kevin Steele for defense, who's also um, being helped by Charlie Strong. He's the co-defensive coordinator and the linebackers coach. I mean, no, he's not here. That's for sure. But no, if he wants he? to, if he wants to help us out, he could. <laughs> I could have sworn he was. Uh, he was on the no, coaching no, staff. No. Oh well. But hey, you never know, man. If, depending yeah. on the situation, there might be an opening next year, especially if uh, this team wins less than eight games, for example. But like wow. on, on a more serious note, if they somehow win eight games or seven games and they blow a couple, he is. It, he's it, a fi- he's affiliated. Not, he's affiliated with the team. Huh? He's on. He's on board as a defensive analyst. A defensive analyst. Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah, team, I, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when it comes so, to like the staff, he, he, he's yeah. Not, I don't. He's not on. He's not on the field, but he's technically part of the staff. <laughs> hey, man! As long as I run into him at the Hard Rock, it's all good. He's, yeah, he could be on the staff. He, he could be the head coach for all I care. Yeah, you might like, see him. In, nice you might see him by the press box. Yeah, <laughs> he might be one of those coaches that stays up in the, in the in those press not press box but in the, in the rooms up there. But in the suites, I would not be surprised. I'm pretty yeah. sure he would be up there with um, Steel and Strong, which is kind yeah. of funny. I, I love that our coaches for defense is Steel and Strong. Let's see if it, <laughs> if if it proves right. If it matches their yeah. namesake, we'll see, man. Maybe the pun will work out for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you think they're gonna match the the hype and win ten games, or or you think they're gonna win less? I don't know, man. I've, obviously, uh, Cristobal has shown that he can coach at the highest level. You know, he he uh, did very well at Oregon. And I think he would have continued to improve Oregon had he stayed there. Uh, you know, but his heart was in Miami. He came home and I, I feel like he's going to do a good job here. It's it Maybe it's a, a tougher mountain to climb over here. And it's going to take him a little longer. But I feel, I feel like he'll eventually get it done. For, for this season... Maybe I was surprised that they're ranked 16, but if they just do what they're supposed to, then they should win 10 out of those 12 games because they're they're only outranked by Texas A&M and Clemson. 
You know, Pittsburgh is ranked one. And they play them both on the road. And so that's going to be a disadvantage. Uh, If they were playing at home, well, I still don't think they would win. But the chance probably be a little bit closer. Yeah. That home field, man, that's it's uh it's not it's not everything, but it goes a long way in winning. Oh, yeah. And then they end the season with Pittsburgh, and that might be their most important game of 2022 because it could very well determine who takes the coastal. And that's gonna be yeah. like a hard rock. Exactly. And then you know, if they do that, they get another trip to the ACC championship, and that that should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, for Clemson. <laughs> I don't, even if obviously, yeah, Clemson is you know the big dog in the conference right now, but they're not. I'm telling you, they're not the same Clemson. They're of course they're gonna more than likely win the game, but it's not gonna be that shellacking that it was last time. It'll be. We'll, we'll, we'll see how November 19th goes. Yeah. Let's say the game is close. <laughs> let's say let, let's say the game maybe, is close, or maybe it's a 14 point difference. Then we can start saying that, but. Like, maybe I it's not, you know, maybe bad. it's not close. Maybe they still lose by 28, but they're not going to lose by 40 something like they did. Oh, I don't know, man. Whatever it was, you, it was. You never know because, you it know, it was embarrassing. You never know because uh, one of the important aspects of any team's success throughout the season is depth. And of what, course, when what affects depth, a team's health. I mean, we just, we just saw it with the running back court. We just lost two people. Yeah. Now it's falling onto Rooster. And it's falling on to a lot. But you know what, Clemson? You know what Clemson doesn't have that they've always had. They don't have star power. They don't have star. Who's their starting quarterback? I don't know. This is the first time that we don't know that I can't that I can't say who their starting quarterback is. You know, they had Trevor Lawrence before, not not last season, but they they had Trevor Lawrence for a while, and before that, they had uh they had Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? So they've had that star power at that position and other positions for a long time. This is the first season where I can't name anybody on that squad. Yeah, and we've got TBD, which is the reason why we're ranked 16. But Exactly. That's so that, that, that little nuggy alone gives the Canes a puncher's chance. Oh, I don't know, man, because there's there's a saying, one team, a, a team cannot rely on one player. And in, and in football, Facts. that goes. That goes. That is one. That, that Football is the truest that – that statement is, you know what I mean? That statement is truer in football than any other sport. But still, man, there's, there's got to be something to, set, uh, to be said about that. All right, man. I think we are done for today, unless you want to, unless you have any final thoughts. Uh, let's see. My final thoughts. Well, my final thoughts are, you know, venturing really quick to the Marlins, you know, hats mm-hmm. off to Sandy. He, to me, yeah. he's 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 gonna win the Cy Young. He I, better. Like, yeah, well, he better. But yeah. you know, you know, there's other people that say no, they're not gonna pick a, a guy from a from a losing team like the Marlins to win the Cy Young. You can't like blame him for all the days that he doesn't pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can't pitch every day, yeah, right? Exactly. Because if he pitched every day, I'm pretty sure the Marlins would be a 100 win team. And. Uh, you know, it's just been a really disappointing season there. Uh, I'll write an article about mm-hmm. that pretty much to the end, summarizing uh, <laughs> this really painful 2022 season. God, we started mm-hmm. off with so much hope in the beginning. So much hope. Man, yeah, Jazz man. got but, injured. And, uh, no, no, injuries have been a problem. The offseason acquisitions are, are a total failure. And man. we didn't do anything at the trade deadline either. 
And then, yep. you know, not to harp on that too much, moving to, you know, Dolphins. I'm really excited for the Dolphins. Uh, actually, I'm going to give my prediction for their season. Uh, so when it comes to the AFC East, it's going to be a two-horse race, and the Dolphins mm-hmm. ain't one of them, unfortunately. Really? They're going to be bystanders for the most part, but they're going to finish with a winning record at 9-8. and eight. Worst case scenario, 7-10. Okay. and 10. You know, one of the biggest questions is whether or not Tua can turn into a legit NFL starter. Hopefully, Mike McDaniel can help there. And then when it comes to the Canes, I'm just looking forward to the games mattering because now we get to see, these, especially with Bethune-Cookman, where they are for their opening game. And then eventually when they take on on week three, Texas A&M on the road, that's a good team and it's a road team, mm-hmm. like I said. We're going to see yeah. what they're made of. Chances are we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to get our butts kicked. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty badly because we're good, <laughs> but we're not just there yet. Yeah. But overall, man, I'm pretty excited for the Dolphins season, even though they're, you know, they're not going to win the AFC. He's not even close. But at least we'll be ahead of the Jets. And for all right, the- first of all, Dolphins have had winning records the past two seasons. And now after all these offseason acquisitions, they look better. Their offense looks better than it ever has. And you're giving them less wins? That doesn't make any sense to me, dude. I, I think the Dolphins are going to have fucking 11 wins, dude. 11 know. wins? Oh, someone's yes. drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, dude. I have them at 9-8 and eight, and worst case scenario, 7-10. and 10. All right, 9-8 and eight is exactly what they did last season. If they're better this season than they were last season, how could they have the same exact record? Because the games still need to be played. Yeah, they do need to be played, and we're making predictions. And I predict that they're going to win more games. You predict they're going to win 11 games, really? You're basically saying that they're going to win the AFC East. No, Buffalo could still win with with the Dolphins winning 11 games. I still I don't see them winning not even 10 games. It's going to be 9 and 8. Dude, they won 10 games. They won 10 games with a much shittier team. Yeah, they got better, but so did all the other teams. No, no, they did not all get better. Well, the Jets didn't get better, <laughs> but it's basically going to be Patriots and Bills for the East. Patriots, Patriots are, are in people's minds because of, you know, the past 20 years, but they're not the same Patriots, man. No, of course not. To me, it's going to be the Bills winning the division, but like I said, they're going to be dogfighting. Yeah. I, I honestly think that we're just going to play spoiler uh especially to the Patriots later in the year because I think we play them in December at their house yeah and you know if we beat them there around that time that's gonna really suck for their chances and yeah mm-hmm. man I honestly think it's gonna be a dogfight between the Patriots and the Bills with the Bills taking the division okay um, pretty confident in that and Jets falling in last place we'll see about how the Dolphins do but I'm pretty confident on the Bills winning the division and the Jets coming in last we'll see how the rush shakes out right all right, all right. Before we go, I got something for you. All right, Gabe, listen to this. It's August 29th, 2001. 2001, okay? I was a senior in high school. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. Albert Pujols hits a home run. And Vlad Guerrero Sr., Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichet all record... A hit. Okay. Just so you know, Pujols is getting closer and closer to that 700 home runs. Oh, I know. He needs to do it this season. He needs I think he will. Right. I mean, we still have, uh, we still got the rest All right, of wait. September. Don't interrupt me, goddammit. It's, <laughs> best part, it's August 29th, 2022. Okay. Serena Williams wins at the U.S. Open. 
Albert Pujols hits a home run, and Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and Bobby Shea all record a hit. How crazy is that? That Serena Williams and Albert Pujols do the exact same thing um, 21 years apart. And then Biggio, uh, Bichet, and Guerrero, them and their offspring do the same thing on the same day, 21 years apart. What are the what are the odds of that, bro? That's that is insane. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, wow, what are the odds of that? By the way, you showed how old we are. Like, man, you made me feel old. Real yeah, because because uh, uh, we were in we were in high school when that we were seniors in high school when that happened. No, you were a senior. I was a freshman, my friends. I was oh, a I thought, I thought you were my age. <laughs> You're not my age, Gabe. No. Bro, I'm 18 with 25 years of experience. <laughs> all right, all right, I dig it. By the way, the math isn't right there. I just feel I just added uh, 25 years there for for fun. That's uh, <laughs> all right. Because that would make me older than you, I think. But um, funny enough, yes. it's it's Serena that's uh, retiring this year, right? Yeah, man, this is her last. You know who else is retiring? Albert Pujols. Yeah, exactly. It's funny that in the same year that they achieved those uh, feats. It's yeah. the same year that they're retired. Together, they're retiring the same year. So, uh, what are the odds of that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Also, I got I got something else for you. This is for you, and this is for uh, for your cousin Edwin. On this day, Gabe, in 1990, guess what happened? Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. become the first father and son to play on the same team, and the pair hit back-to-back singles in the first inning, and both scored. Quick question. Do you happen to know where they were hitting in the lineup? Because I know you said back-to-back singles, but where were they in the lineup? I don't know. I don't have that information. <laughs> it was the first inning, so I assume they were, you know, closer to the front. Probably two and three, right? A two and three or one and Pro- two slots? Probably two and three. I would assume oh, they're, they're putting uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in the three spots, uh, you know, cleanup or whatever. You know, growing up as a kid, I'm going to say this really fast, but growing up as a kid, I really hated King Griffey Jr. And do you want to know why? Because Edwin loved him so much. <laughs> no, no, not even. Edwin has nothing to do with it. Why? And, Tell me why. He's not in this case. Uh, Edwin has everything to do with me hating the Atlanta Braves, but uh, uh, oh, growing yes. up, that is. Um, now, I don't I don't have hate for them. But uh, you, you remember a movie called Little Big League? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, so basically Randy Johnson and King Griffey Jr. are in it. You know, they do their cameo yeah. starring themselves. And because of King Griffey Jr., the, the good guys of the movie lose. The Minnesota Twins get eliminated. So that's yeah. why I didn't like the ending of the movie, and I put complete blame on the movie sucking on King Griffey Jr., and I hated King Griffey Jr. <laughs> for like the next 10 years of my life. Oh, man, that's hilarious. You're like the only person that hates King Griffey Jr. That's so funny. No, 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 hated. No. Oh, okay, I have utmost respect for that guy, but there you go. Yeah, man. You have to remember when I was a kid, I, I hated uh King Griffey Jr. I was already hating on the Atlanta Braves. Soon I was gonna hate the New England Patriots. Mad that I hate the Buffalo Bills back then too. Oh yeah. So, yeah. You know. All right. All right, everybody. I want I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Make sure you tune in uh next week as uh plug top boys get started on Monday, and uh we'll see you. Next week, Gabe, you got anything to say to the to our fans out there? Uh, go Canes, go Marlins, Edwin sucks, and Fungus. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Later, people. <laughs>
wrote a song about it. Like the kid, here go. You live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> Lemon City. La, 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 la. I'm always happy to jump on with uh, my favorite Lemonheads. 